Today's reading is Romans chapter 2. You, therefore, have no excuse, you who pass judgment on another. For on whatever grounds you judge the other, you are condemning yourself, because you who pass judgment do the same things. And we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, O man, pass judgment on others, yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment? Or do you disregard the riches of his kindness, tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you to repentance? But because of your hard and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of wrath, when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. God will repay each one according to his deeds. To those who by perseverance in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow wickedness, there will be wrath and anger. There will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil, first for the Jew, then for the Greek. But glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does good, first for the Jew, then for the Greek. For God does not show favoritism. All who sin apart from the law will also perish apart from the law, and all who sin under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but it is the doers of the law who will be declared righteous. Indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature what the law requires, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. So they show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, their consciences also bearing witness and their thoughts either accusing or defending them, on the day when God will judge men's secrets through Christ Jesus, as proclaimed by my gospel. Now you, if you call yourself a Jew, if you rely on the law and boast in God, if you know his will and approve of what is superior because you are instructed by the law, if you are convinced that you are a guide for the blind, a light for those in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of infants, because you have in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? You who preach against stealing, do you steal? You who forbid adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, do you dishonor God by breaking the law? As it is written, God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Circumcision has value if you observe the law, but if you break the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. If a man who is not circumcised keeps the requirements of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? The one who is physically uncircumcised, yet keeps the law, will condemn you, who even though you have the written code and circumcision, are a lawbreaker. A man is not a Jew because he is one outwardly, nor is circumcision only outward and physical. No, a man is a Jew because he is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart, by the spirit, not the written code. Such a man's praise does not come from men, but from God. This is God's word. At the end of chapter 1, we read, Although they know God's righteous decree, that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. That's verse 32 in the NIV. That verse concluded a lengthy description in chapter 1 about why God's wrath and judgment is being revealed against human wickedness. 
Humanity rejected God. Therefore, God has allowed wickedness to flourish within the human race. Rather than being fearful of God's judgment, however, people keep on sinning and approve of others who sin. Here in chapter 2, Paul turned from those who approve of sin and those who practice it to those who condemn and judge sinners. We see that in verse 1. Since those who approve of sin and sinners are condemned in chapter 132, we might expect that those who condemn sin and sinners would be approved by God. No, said Paul, because you who pass judgment do the same things. There are no points for righteousness awarded to sinners who condemn other sinners. We may comparatively evaluate ourselves to be better than other sinners, but we still deserve God's judgment because of our own sins, that's according to verse 3, and because of our lack of repentance, according to verse 4. Instead of earning favor with God for judging other sinners, the self-righteous sinner is storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath, according to verse 5. All humanity, Jew or Gentile, self-righteous or self-described sinner, are headed for judgment before Jesus Christ, according to verse 16. In verses 17 through 29, Paul narrowed his focus to his fellow Jewish people. He pointed out that even the most upstanding Jewish person has broken God's laws. We see that in verses 21 through 24. And that God wants people who inwardly, genuinely belong to God, not people who have the righteous symbols of godliness. We see that in verses 25 through 29. As I discussed in the last devotional, Paul seemed to be laying out his doctrines of the gospel to those Roman believers so that they might receive him and support his ministry when he came to them. This chapter, then, was designed to show how Jewish people are under God's judgment, too, just like their Gentile counterparts, as described in chapter 1. This passage applies to Jews who reject Jesus in order to live self-righteous lives, but it also applies to anyone who thinks himself to be righteous by comparison to others, yet still sins. Agreeing with God's word about what is sinful is not impressive to God. What matters to God is obedience, according to verse 13, and we all fall short there. In the next devotional, we will see that the remedy to this is in Christ. But even if we've received that remedy, we should take to heart the things that are said about the self-righteous in this passage. If you have any moral character at all, you will be able to find lots of examples of people who fall short of your moral virtue. But if you have any honesty at all, you will have to admit that you fall short daily of your own standards, not to mention God's perfect moral standards. Instead of judging others in order to feel good about ourselves, God wants us to acknowledge our own failures to be perfect. Then just as God showed compassion to us in Christ, we should reach out to other fallen people around us with compassion and the hope that is found in the gospel. Have you ever thought about the people around you, not as your spiritual inferiors, but as people who need God's rescue to save them, just as you and I did? When we remember that we are all in the same moral boat as everyone else, speeding relentlessly toward God's wrath, it gives us a greater humility about ourselves and a greater compassion for those who are bound in their sin and in need of salvation. So check yourself 
when you find yourself disgusted with others. They are not any different than you and I are, except that we have been saved by Jesus Christ. So keep that in mind today, and I'll see you next time.